All right, Alex B. Smith is an NHL handicapper, host of the Ice Guys podcast. I mean, you got to right? These hockey guys are way tougher than all these NBA players missing all this time. Guys have some sprained knees they leave. But meanwhile, hockey players are getting 75 stitches in their faces. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. You got, yeah, Morgan, Morgan Barron. That was just a really scary incident. I mean, to see someone's face, it, it's got to be a perfect timing to have someone's face almost coming close to oh. a skate coming up at the same time. It, it, it's it's just wild to see. But, yeah, hockey players have gone through some of the craziest injuries. I love seeing the post-injury uh, list after a team gets eliminated. You find out, oh, this guy was playing with, you know, a small fracture in his leg or, you know, he tore, you know, uh, had small tears in both quads. Like, it's always the craziest things that they battle through. Uh, just a horse, horse, Lord Stanley's club at the end of it. Uh, what are your thoughts tonight on this Dallas Minnesota game? I actually took the under in the game, five and a half. It's minus one twenty. Who do you think wins the game? Because it's so close to call. It's a pick 'em. Both teams minus one ten. Who would you pick? And uh, you know, you think that's going to be a higher scoring game or lower scoring? Well, it's interesting because I have a series bet on the Dallas Stars that I got in game one. Uh, I also had a bet on them uh, to win the series in six, but I. Even making that bet before the series began, I liked Minnesota to win in Game Three, and that's where I have my money for tonight. I laid a dollar five. Uh, I've been seeing dollar five, dollar ten, right over, not right around that range at BetMGM still. And you know, this is a Minnesota team that plays much better at home, just generally. You know, and, and with that XL Energy Center crowd at their side now, they're not in hostile territory anymore. They got their home fans behind them. I expect to see a, a much better performance, a lot like what we saw toward the late parts of Game One. Of course, obviously with them getting the win in, in double overtime, they have to come out hot and, and, and ready. Uh, they have to pretty much do exactly what Dallas did in Game Two, and I think they can do that. I think being at home, having last change, I think those things will mean a lot. And I look for Kirill Kaprizov. I think he'll have a big night and be the the, the spearhead for that offense for the long. Alex, given the fact that we've seen two blowouts by each team in the Lightning versus Maple Leaf series, how do you bet that? Well, I mean, the first thing that sticks out to me would be the over. We're seeing over sixes uh, for both of those first games. I'm guessing now we're probably going to see six and a half. And keep in mind, when these two teams would play in the regular season, we were seeing some sevens uh, posted up. So, you know, it, those were actually going under, of course, because seven's a hard number just to get over when you have that, that price. But uh, that's the way I would be looking at it. You know, I, I, this is a. It seems like it's going to be a back and forth punchers kind of a series, and uh, goals will be coming up plenty. It's just going to be coming down to as the series, you know, gets one, you know, further to game five, six, and seven, we might send, tend to see that offense drop off a bit. We saw this exact same thing last year with those two teams. That game seven uh, was was low scoring. Game six went under. So. You know, you'll see the highest scoring now, but as teams get to see each other more and more, they become familiar with the tendencies. Defenses can make the proper adjustments. Goaltenders can settle in, uh, which will be a big factor, obviously, with the rest of that series. Then we'll start seeing the unders. But for right now, game three, my first gut feeling would be to go over the total. Alex, we know the history of the Maple Leafs. We know that it's been 175 years since they've won a Stanley Cup and 250 <laughs> years since they've won a first-round series. Now, right now, that series yes. price, the Maple Leafs are minus 150, Lightning plus 125. And we saw them hang seven, obviously, like Tristan just mentioned, on the Lightning last night. When you look at this series now, how do you think this shakes out? I mean, you look at the series results and you got, like, you know, Toronto winning in seven games at 3-1 to one, or the Lightning winning in... Really, the the favorite right now is the, the Lightning... Or, sorry, the Maple Leafs winning it in seven games at plus 300 right now. What's... what's Is there, like, a direction or something you're 100% in on how the series is going to go? 
Well, I already have a, a Leafs and five ticket that is hanging on for dear life. Uh, and based on how they played game two, I mean, listen, they could, you know, if they wiped away game one, right? They hit the reset button and, and played well in, ga- in game two. So maybe they can treat this like, here, here's now, this is our game two. Let's go for a sweep. 4-1 and I cash that ticket but no and, and real realistically I would probably be look, looking and, and advise for people to grab uh, Toronto in six or seven games I think this Leafs team is still better than Tampa Bay. Andre Vasilevsky is still the best goaltender in the world but he's having a rough season. He's had some up and down starts and I think he needs a rest. Braden Point needs a rest all these key guys who yeah. have helped them win the Eastern Conference three years in a row, be a top tier playoff team going all the way back to even 2015-2016 those guys need a summer off. And I think if they get knocked out here in the first round, it's probably the best thing to happen to them because they can rest, refocus, and they'll be right back in the conversation uh, as one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference next year. Al, so, do you think there's Tampa a... Bay, oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, the, the Toronto's, Toronto's window to get out of that first round finally is now. Sorry, man, I didn't mean to talk over you. I was going to ask you, do you think there's any value in any of these teams like... Um... You know, you have you obviously right now you have the Devils down 2-0 to the Rangers. I like the Rangers in that series, not so much now, uh, at minus 550. But do you think there's any value in any of these teams that are trailing? Maybe some of these teams, like the Devils at plus 400, can make a run, maybe win the series. Do you see anything like that on the board? I don't see value in that. And yeah. if anything, with that series now, uh, I like the Rangers. I didn't play that series. I don't know why. I got maybe a little greedy. I was like, ah, plus 105. Like, you know, I, I would take them if it's plus 120. And I just, you know, just kind of stayed away from it. We just started playing it game by game. And the way I would look at it now, because you'll see in a line of what, $1.40, $1.45 for game three, if you like that, don't even bother laying that price. Just grab uh, the plus 200 at Rangers to sweep or plus 300 uh, at Rangers four to one. Split You can split the unit amongst those two, two shots because they win game three. They're going to be bigger favorites in game four, and those prices – Four old price won't even be up. Four one price will probably be cut in half. So uh, that's a good way to maybe secure some value rather than just you know laying a bigger price for them to win strictly game three. Let's talk about this Carolina series because Carolina obviously two zero lead on on the Isles, but you now have another injury. Uh, do you think Carolina can close this out quickly, or does this kind of give some life to to New York? I mean, yeah, I, I bet this series actually in a, in a really different way. I bet the exact games to go all seven to, you know games in the series with the home team winning each game. So I've already cashed uh, you know two parts of that leg. I need the other you know five to come home. So that means I would need Islanders to come back and, and get within the series. I think that's uh, you know something that they could definitely do because it's such a tight series. It hasn't seemed like anybody has really taking the reins one way or, or, or another, my feeling. It, you know, all the goals that you've seen, they've been goals that, you know, most goaltenders just wouldn't stop. It, it's it's a, a chippy back-and-forth kind of battle. These two teams mirror each other so much. I wouldn't be shocked to see the, the, the same trend continue, whether uh, Isles win game three, Isles win game four, and uh, this is a 2-2 series going back to Raleigh. Talking to Alex B. Smith, BetMGM tonight. Uh, Bruins, obviously, historic season. Everybody knows that by now. But once you get to the playoffs, it's a different animal, especially in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Things can get real weird real quick. When you look at just the sample size of what we've had so far in the postseason, is there any team in the East that you look at and say, you know, they got a real shot at knocking off the Bruins? Yeah, the only team I see there would be the New York Rangers. Uh, I, I love the offense they have. And, I mean, you can't just focus on shutting down one guy, right? If you're uh, all over Chris Kreider, but now you leave Artemi Panarin open. You leave Panarin open, now you got Zbigniew. You know, 
uh, you know, on the power play now you have Vladimir like, Tarasenko and Patrick Kane, uh, you know, adding to the team and, and, and shipping in. So there's a wealth of, of offensive talent, and then you have a goaltender that can steal you games and steal you a series in Igor Shosturkin. I think they're the most dangerous team that uh, Boston would have to deal with potentially uh, in their pathway to the Stanley Cup. If somebody wanted to get in on some action right now, do you think there's still a really good bet as far as outright winner or individual award or anything for the rest of the postseason? Uh, maybe it would lean toward the Dallas Stars. I think with the way that everybody else is beating each other up in that series, if the Stars can take control, like I said, I think they lose tonight, but I think they'll be able to, to rattle off and win this one in six games, this series in six games. I think the Stars might have a pretty easy second round to deal with because I, I just don't trust with that Seattle-Colorado. I think that series is going to go deep, and that's going to be a heavy series. And whoever gets out of there may not be ready to deal with that Dallas team. And then here they are in the Western Conference Final. I think they could beat any of the teams in that quadrant as well. So uh, Dallas Stars to win the West. Dallas Stars, you know, Cup future. Those are something I would be looking at. I'm curious your thoughts about the Minnesota Wild because you've obviously got, you know, an issue with Mark Andre Fleury, right? He was not great in the last game. Do you yeah. think they end up moving over to Gustafsson for the rest of the way, or or do you think that you have, you know, them sharing a net until the bitter end? Yeah, I mean they they have to. I mean Gustafsson should have been your guy in game two after he was your guy in game one, and and the fact that they were trying to, you know, Dean Evanson was trying to pass off and say, well, you know, he made you know fifty one saves and played a double overtime. Okay, you, you played ninety two minutes. You know, we were not talking about four or five overtimes like we saw with, you know, uh, Isles and, and Lightning in the bubble a couple of years ago. Like, you had a day off in between. Gustafson, at 24 years of age, yes, he's played the most minutes in his career this year during the regular season, but he should have been fresh and ready to go for game two. So you had a chance to come back home if you're the Wild with a 2-0 lead. Instead, you started Marc-Andre Fleury, who has weaker numbers, who just isn't his usual self anymore, showing signs of his age. Uh, and now here you are coming back 1-1, putting yourselves behind the eight ball a little bit. So you have to ride with Gustafson the rest of the way. Uh, you know, and If Everson tries to juggle again, it could cost him his job potentially. I mean, not just the series. Alex, we got, what, four games up tomorrow, Vegas Jets, uh, Maple Leafs, Lightning again, and that Devils, Rangers, and then uh, the Avalanche, Kraken. Are there any leans that you have, any sides that you've already taken? Yeah, I'm leaning slightly with the Winnipeg Jets in the first period puck line. That's something that I've liked to attack during the – I mean, I do it during the regular season too, but certainly during the playoffs. I think coming back home with the way that they fell flat late, and it, what a, a, a contrast of game one and game two because it, Vegas looked like they were skating in quicksand for all of game one and, and really the beginning of game two. And then it seemed like all of a sudden that same quicksand, that's what Winnipeg was skating in for the last 40 minutes of play. So they need to come out hot and, and heavy. And I'm seeing you know around plus 180 – uh, for laying that half a goal in the first period. I think Winnipeg comes out at least and gets that grabs the lead uh, heading into the first intermission. Love it, man. All right, thanks so much. Alex B. Wow. Smith, NHL handicapper, host of the Ice Guys podcast. Good talking to you, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's... Uh, I'm not going to lie, I just thought it was 835. Yeah. <laughs> no, but if it is, but yeah. It's the the delay is uh delay threw you off there for a second, right? So there you go. I got thrown off there for like a split second, and then I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. 